Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a professional website helps you stand out online, it beats your competition, and it grows your business. I'm your host, Sam Moss. You know, with everything going on uh, in our country and our nation, everybody's kind of like panicking and some people are having a good time, some people aren't, and I realize that. I wanted to touch on a bright point of what's been happening and what I saw. I know this came out a couple of weeks ago, but if you don't remember, right about now we would all be freaking out if we haven't done our taxes yet, and that got moved up until this summer, the deadline. So I am like, I hate taxes. I absolutely hate doing them. I hate um, having to prepare for them. It's not my thing. There are some things in life you just want to pay someone to do and you'll continue paying them for the rest of your life. Taxes is on my list for that. And I just dread them and I put them off so long. So when I saw the deadline got moved to, I think it was June or July, I was like, yes, thank you. Um, So little bright spot in your day. Tax day could be coming up, but here we are. We don't have to scramble and we get some extra time to get those in. But anyway, my talk today is with a really cool guy named Jeff Furrow. Now, Jeff owns um, Wellsboro Automotive in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, and uh, he is an entrepreneur that's been killing it. Um, What he's going to talk about today is training employees, teaching your staff, delegating and mentoring. Um, He really takes that seriously in his business and he's been doing an incredible job. So he's going to share with us all his tips and tricks and what he does in his business today with you. So here's my talk with Jeff Furrow. Jeff, it is great to have you here today on Small Business Made Simple. Thank you for joining me, my friend. Thanks, Sam. Hey, by the way, great job on these podcasts. I really appreciate the content and the guests you've had. Um, You've been interviewing thus far, and I've really got a lot out of them. Well, thank you, Jeff. And uh, for those of you listening, um, Jeff has been a longtime listener of the show. I think you've actually probably been listening since the very since beginning. The first. Um, yeah, yeah the look at that. That's awesome, yeah. man. And uh, he reached out to me probably a little, probably a, a few months ago and said, Hey, if you're ever looking for another small business owner to have on the podcast, I would love to share some value. I said, okay, well, so I put him on the calendar and we have him here today. And Jeff owns a business called Wellsboro Automotive um, down in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. That is my hometown. And uh, I have driven past your shop and dropped off a couple of cars at your shop multiple times. And uh, Jeff is a really good guy. And again, it's really good to have you here, man. Awesome. Thanks. And I'm, I'm honored and hum- humbled by it. Letting you, uh, letting you, or having you let me join you today. I just, I, I feel so the company, uh, that I'm keeping in the, the alumni you've had in your podcast just makes me feel honored. I <laughs> just, that's all I got to say. Well, that's that. awesome, man. Absolutely. Um, can you just share with our listeners? I already said that, uh, obviously you own your own business, Wellsboro Automotive. Can you share a little bit about yourself and kind of what got you started in the automotive industry? Awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm Jeff Furrow. I'm from Wellsboro. I own Wellsboro Automotive and I have done that since 2005. My wife and I had bought this uh, business off my mom and dad and uh, they've owned it since 1979. Uh, they started it up in Wellsboro here. And my dad's been working on cars all his life and um, I kind of, as a kid, I kind of helped him out in the business, you know, changing tires, sweeping floors, that kind of stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. So it just made sense when I was a teenager. Hey, you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna take over, join the business, become one of the employees. But I really wasn't into that. You now, Dad always fixed my car. I didn't want to be a mechanic. It, it didn't seem like that, you know, glamorous of a job. So you know, I, I mm-hmm. was going to go into com- computers and coding and software and stuff like that. And that you know, computers were just getting thought of then. 
uh, internet was just getting started there. I don't even know if it was commercially available at that time, but um, my dad, actually, I had a couple of small jobs working at McDonald's, that kind of stuff, and, uh, you know, it ended up, my dad bought a gas station uh, across town from his tire store here in Wellsboro, and he said, you know, all you got to do is, you know, run the gas station for me, pump some gas, and, you know, I need a manager, and he said, I'll give you a mechanic. Well, uh, first thing off the bat, me and the mechanic he gave me didn't work, get along well, and uh, in essence, uh, I, I let the mechanic go. So I called Dad up and I said, "What do I do?" He said, "I guess you're gonna have to be a mechanic now." So wow! And, so, <laughs> and, and and at that time, that point in the industry, um, my all I heard my dad, you know, complaining about is all these cars are filled with computers and blah blah blah, computer this, and I'm like, "Oh, cars have computers? Awesome!" <laughs> so you know, it kind of thrilled me a little bit, you know. So. Yeah, cars and computers. I was into computers, and I was always kind of a geek growing up. And uh, you know, tore all my toys apart. They had electronics. I would, you know, Frankenstein them and have fun with those. But you know, just that kind of got my feet wet in the industry, and that kind of by default became a mechanic. So um, that's so, really cool. I love yeah, it, man. Growing, growing um, up in a business, it was pretty cool. That's really cool. I, I like that it's, you know, continuing the family business and your, your parents had started that and passed it on to you. And, um, you're doing a great job with it. And one of the ways that you are doing that is you've really learned to be delegating to your team. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, we've gone over how to grow a business before. And one of the things that we've talked about is getting stuff off your plate as a business owner, as hard as it can be. Um, and one of the ways you can do that is delegating to your employees, to your team, to your staff. And Jeff, besides it really growing a business, what have you found? Um, and why is it important to be delegating to our team as a business owner? Well, first off, I'm going to start by explaining I, I've been terrible at that in the past. Um, I was mm -hmm. always a micromanager. Um, if it has to be done, I'm better done doing it myself. And uh, I was always terrible at that. So um, a few years ago, I, I joined a consulting and management consultant group called uh, Automotive Training Institute. And so mm -hmm. for the past two and a half years, I've been working with that group. They're out of Delaware, uh, Maryland. Uh, I'm not sorry, uh, Lincolnton, Maryland, Baltimore. And uh, they've been really helpful in, in, in turning me around as a business owner, um, mm -hmm. not only with finances and daily operations, but um, how you treat your employees um, and how you go about running your business and not micromanaging and learning how to delegate and getting, you know, just your checklist. You know, you wear all the hats in the business and it, you become unfocused and, and hither tither and you're not sure how to go about things during the day because you, you got so many irons in the fire. And so it comes down to what I've learned and what I've developed is to get an accurate uh, training to my employees for each job aspect in the business and mm -hmm. to make sure I delegate correctly and, and hold them accountable for what I've set up for them, um, how to do their job, make sure they're trained properly in and then make sure I hold them accountable that the stuff gets done. So each time I do yeah. that for every every one of those irons in the fire that I have every day, I can pass it off to my employees and make sure it just gets done. So then I can yeah. step back and instead of being in the trenches, I instead of working in my business, I can work on my business and then my focus can be on other things like marketing and this and that type of stuff. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, what did you find? was one of the first things you delegated. And I say this a lot, not all businesses listening are the same. Um, so this might be different for your business if you're listening and it might be 
um, relatable for your business. Maybe you have a, uh, you're running a business that's similar to, similar to Jeff's. Um, so what were, what did you find was one of the first things you delegated and how did you identify that? And what did you start delegating after that as you continue to grow? Yeah. Well, of course I'm going to speak from my industry standpoint, but you know, mm-hmm. um, as I talk, you can just insert your industry here. I'm going to say automotive <laughs> and then you insert, you know, heating and plumbing, manufacturing, landscaping, mm-hmm. electrician, real estate, advertising, you know, whatever you want, well, website design, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, there we you go. Know, just, I, if I say automotive repair, you just insert your industry there and whatever I'm talking about becomes relative to you. So um, the first thing I, and this is the hardest thing for me, for 30 years, I've been working on cars. I've been a technician. I bought the business and tried to run the business from under the hood of a car. So mm-hmm. when I'm in the trenches, I'm not running my business effectively. So the first thing, and this is the hardest thing, and it, two years later, I'm still working on this, pulling myself out from under the hood of a car. You know, if you're a yeah. landscaper, hire people that can do what you can do and just run your business. So the first thing mm-hmm. I did, I stopped working on cars. Unfortunately, you know, but then if I'm not working on my customers' cars, I can train somebody the way I've been. You know, I trained, I kind of, my dad helped me learn about the industry and learn how to work on cars. Mm-hmm. But then I can be the same mentor to somebody else and have, you know, they, they can be just as good as me, get out of my own way, teach them, train them, and then let them go. And then that's kind of the first thing I had to learn is, you know, get out of the trenches, you know, stop yeah. doing, and, and doing what I love is working on cars or, you know, insert your industry or your vocation. Right. Yeah. 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 Stop doing it. There's other people. How hard was that? Just, oh my gosh. I can't even tell you. <laughs> uh, that's why I said my, my, I have this huge toolbox and all these certifications and accolades for being a technician. And when I finally learned, Hey, I got to stop doing it and, and become a business owner uh, and training yeah. myself to be a business owner and, you know, get education in order to, you know, run my business correctly. Mm-hmm. I started in essence, roll my toolbox closer to the back door. And actually, I'm I'm giving them to some of my mentoring uh, students right now. My toolboxes that just, they're going to be really days. gone. <laughs> yeah, just roll the toolboxes and stop working on yeah. cars and and mm-hmm. get out of the trenches and really start operating my business correctly and then starting to put in processes and procedures in order to to guide my people in order how how to run my business effectively. And that's yeah, kind of where I'm at right now. It's it's a it's it's always a process. It's a it's a, a process you go through. When you tear mm-hmm. yourself out of what you love, but so you either you either unfortunately have to hire a business manager to run your business, or you got to learn how to run your business. I'll be right back with the rest of my talk with Jeff in just a minute. Now, we all know a lot of business owners' worlds have turned upside down recently with everything going on in our world and in our country. Um, Whether it's they have to cut down on their staff um, or really just close their doors altogether, many businesses are feeling some sort of impact by what's been going on in our nation. Um, And what we found in this time is many business owners are shifting gears by offering their products and services online instead of in person. Now, if you're now one of those business owners forced to run your business from home, we can help. Um, What we do is we design websites with an online store to keep your business running while you're stuck at home. We can upload your products, we can promote your services, all while giving your customers the opportunity to pay online 
on your website instead of in person. We want to help your business and keep it up and running for the months to come. So visit OneClickAgency.com if your business needs to make a switch to an online store. OneClickAgency.com and you can start running your business from home today. OneClickAgency.com As business owners, how can we be training and teaching our team to do their jobs with excellence? Because that's one of the things I'm worried about as a business owner. And we're right in that stage right now where we are going to start scaling um, our business one-click agency. And we can't keep everything in-house, which is a great problem to have. But I'm afraid that it's just not going to get done right. And I I know that's how it goes with every single business owner. Um, So how can we be training and teaching our team to do their jobs with excellence? Well, that's a great question, Sam. I uh, The way I've been working on it is, A, I mentor myself, of course, in-house, mm-hmm. um, but out, also outsourcing to industry, like somebody you buy your supplies off of, whatever your industry buys a supplier, your suppliers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's training out there. I partner through Napa Auto Parts, which is a huge company. I mean, uh, you know, 90% of people out there on the roads right now recognize Napa Auto Parts as a brand. I mean, just listen mm-hmm. to you probably know what Napa store is. Um, so they're a huge company and I'm a small company. So I rely on those guys. They actually have, and I've been trying to, uh, put together like this apprenticeship program on my own and try to build, you know, a career path for the guys coming into the industry out of high school and veterans coming in from, you know, uh, out of the army, air force and all that stuff and building yeah. an apprenticeship program, my own self. Well, what's really cool is Napa, just this year, 2020 was the inaugural year for this. They've come up with, uh, thanks to another business owner who owns a garage, they've come up with an apprenticeship program who, you know, they set up all the steps. Um, we work with the Department of Labor. We sign our apprentices up to, um, it said, you know, we're going to be training this guy. We register them with the Department of Labor. They become a partner. And in certain states, I'm not sure about your state, New York, Pennsylvania, you mm-hmm. know, uh, wherever, there's different uh, programs out there that kind of kind of help you with that. And there's some federal tax breaks that once you start an apprenticeship or a mentoring program, once you register it, they're you know they're out there. There's some tax breaks. There's some givebacks from the that's really cool. State, state government. So that's a little thing mm-hmm. you might want to look into is partnering with your suppliers or a bigger industry or bigger you know partner in your industry for the mom and pop shops like me. And I'm I'm starting to scale up my business right now too. I've gone from doing it all myself, wearing all the hats to, you know, hiring one guy, two guys, three guys. And now I actually, um, it, uh, cool for me is third generation. My daughter, who's 24, decided that is so to cool. my, my team last year. And so we got a third generation of family coming in. And the statistics on that are kind of weird. And we, that's something for another podcast, but uh, <laughs> third generation, <laughs> third, third to fourth generation in the family business doesn't go very well into the fourth generation. It doesn't last. But anyway, um, so partnering with bigger companies and corporations out there that have the means to set up these programs and probably already have, depending on the industry, they're mm-hmm. out there. And there's help from the federal government. As a matter of fact, when we wrap this up, I want to talk a quick uh, point at the end about apprenticeship.gov as a website to go to. Oh, awesome. Kind of awesome. Help you with some, some of the in-house training. So we do some, um, just a, like a daily course. I have a young guy right now. He's 18. Um, he's from Westfield, Pennsylvania. He drives 40 minutes to work. And he uh, he's a farm kid, grew up, you know, farming it with his dad. 
and did, decided that's not really for him, but he's very mechanically inclined, graduated top 10% his class at County Valley over there in Westfield, and uh, called me out of the blue, I guess, he was just calling graduates, hey, you want some summer help? You know, I was like, come on, uh, you know, I, I'll teach you, I'll train you. And I've done it in the past, but I just haven't had the format and the curriculum for it, which um, through my um, checking stuff out on the internet, I found all these apprenticeship and mentorship programs, and it's, it's out there, you just, you just gotta find it. But he came on, and the kid's really smart, and he's mechanically inclined, good for my industry. And there's guys and girls coming out of high schools right now that they're there, they're entering the workforce, but we got to turn them into the, you know, the skilled labor trades, like, you know, exactly. Yeah. Carpentry and that stuff like that. But we, we gotta, we gotta actually, you know, when we start out, these guys, girls don't know anything about your industry. You know, they might, mm -hmm. you know, might be an interest for them. Um, and then you bring them in, you teach them, you train them. And, you know, in the first couple of months, you're not going to make any money, but they're not going to be productive, but you know, you, you pay them, you give them a salary, you start training them on the job training. I, I give my guys web-based training. It's, there's stuff out there. I find it for them, you know, there's even down the YouTube and stuff like that. There's, it's out there. So whatever industry you're in, there's a YouTube video on it. There's somebody out there. Yeah, who's, that is true. Well, That's a huge resource. There's some, there's some trainer out there, you know, in, in your area. So, you know, I, I YouTube stuff, you know, I give them little links to stuff to watch and, you know, and, but now I have some career pathing things to Napa Auto Parts. And so that's kind of where I'm heading with that. As I'm scaling up, I'm finding training for my folks, I'm making sure they're doing it. I'm holding them accountable. So Jeff, what does it look like um, to be mentoring one of your team members? And then what does it look like to be training them? Um, is there a difference? Is there a line between them or are they kind of the same? It's about the same thing um, because training is mentoring. It's just showing somebody, uh, giving somebody your knowledge of what mm -hmm. you do and how you do it. So the the mentoring aspect, um, just today, as a matter of fact, my 18-year-old uh, apprentice that I brought on board, he's been with me for three months now. So he actually is an anniversary. It's a 90-day probationary period to where we solidify things and get ready to run for the next 24 months in his program. Um, his day today was spent hands-on learning. Um, doing some actual money producing jobs in the morning. Um, then he did a little bit before lunch. He did two hours of web based, um, training on his particular jobs that I have mm -hmm. set up for him. And then, um, you know, just we went back and I, I did a hands on, hands on training class on how a car starts and charges its battery. So, uh, it's a mix of all this stuff. So they can be working for you producing a little bit of money, you know, in the smaller, easier tasks as you're training right. them to do the more complex issues and tasks um, that are, you know, I'm setting ahead for them in the future. So that's yeah. kind of where yeah. I'm, uh, my whole thing is on that. Yeah. So what happens, and if you've had this happen, I'd love to hear it. What happens if a team member that you are training, you're mentoring, you've delegated something to, what happens if that job description or specific task just really is not a good fit for them. Well, in my industry in particular, there's a couple of different, you know, things to do within my garage. Um, there's service uh -huh. advisors who answer the phone, uh, customer service reps. I have a service department assistant who just kind of runs around, delivers cars and stuff like that. So they're, you know, and there's of course automotive technicians who actually have their hands on the car. So there's a lot of different um, aspects to my business in particular to where if they're not a good fit there, maybe somewhere else in my company, they might work out. 
you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, just depending on, you hire them for one thing and, you know, they might not be suited for that, but then you turn around and, and you get a chance to know them for the first couple of months in and you might find a better position for them. So you can, yeah. And that's your, your, your chance just to pivot with those guys. Got it. So you can still put them into the business and get them plugged in, but the more you can pivot them and really put them where they're going to thrive, that's the way to go. And always when you're hiring, you're, you're hiring for attitude, not always just aptitude, not yeah. what they know, but how they, how they react to you and how they act and how they will act with your customers too. So you're hiring for personality and attitude, but you're training them their aptitude. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, so I want to close with this and ask, you know, we, we're training and we're, we're mentoring and we're, we're teaching our team and our staff, but you can only teach them so much. How have you found to get them to buy in to your goals as a business owner? Because anybody can learn to fix a car, but how have you really gotten them into that team mentality? Oh, yeah, the, the culture of team is, is what it's all about. I mean, mm -hmm. just showing the showing them the future and, and what it has to hold for them in your in your particular vocation is key. I mean, the, the, especially the, the, the Gen uh, the Gen Z's. Um, <laughs> They're, yeah. they call them baby, baby, baby boomers. Um, they have a very <laughs> work ethic. They know they have a very good work ethic and it's, it's kind of neat, um, how they come out. But as long as you're, you know, you kind of give them little accolades along the way, um, take the step by step process in the training and keep them up to date. You know, good, clear communication with them is key just to let them know, Hey, I didn't forget about you. And, you know, I'm training with you and, you know, I'm stepping in this day or that day and just, keeping them updated of their progress and, you know, kind of grading them and holding them accountable for the training that you do give them is, is the key. So I think that's, that's yeah. the really cool part of it where it all comes together. And it, and it does as you're training one or two people in, in, in your um, place of business, you know, it, there's not, it's not a, um, it's not a race to the finish line. It's a team effort. Mm -hmm. um, way yeah. We train at least around here. Um, we train as a team. We always, and, and we rise and fall as a team. I, you know, one guy isn't any better than any other guy. Um, we pick each other up constantly and that's, that's part of the culture in my business. Um, I love I it. Always teach I them. love it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff, can you share where we can find out, um, more about you, Wellsboro Automotive, um, and your business? Awesome. Yep. Um, actually the best way to do it is Google Wellsboro Automotive. And that's the, that's the Perfect. best way to find me. Uh, it's wellsboroautomotive.com, blah, blah, blah. I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Jeffrey Furrow. Uh, just check me out. I don't post a lot. I, I tend to lurk on there, but great network. <laughs> I, I, I found some of my best, um, I, I call my internet buddies, and guys I just message out of the blue, um, some guys in the industry that, you know, I listen to their podcasts. I'll talk to them on LinkedIn. That's a really good resource, too. Um, so that's kind of the best way. And, and my, in, in, I don't know if you have show notes, but you can put my, Feel free to contact me at, you know, if you will send me an email, if you want further information on any of the apprentice or mentoring programs I might have mentioned along the lines here, feel free mm -hmm. to contact me at um, furrow, F-U-R-R-O-W, J as in Jeff, five, furrowj5 at gmail.com. I don't mind. Perfect. I'll answer you. I'll, I'll get right back to you. I don't mind. I don't mind you guys contact me by email. Awesome. Jeff? Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, really great topic, great talk, and uh, thanks for being here, man.
I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jeff. Like I had mentioned in the beginning, this guy's full of integrity. His business is awesome, and he's really doing a great job supporting the county of Tioga in Pennsylvania, where I grew up. So if you, I would love it if you left a review and told me what you liked about the podcast. I learned a lot when it comes to training my team, so if you guys learned something as well, leave that review and it'd be a huge help to get the word out about the show. Now, if you want to be among the first to know when a new episode releases, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, basically, you'll get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device each and every week. Um, so you can just listen as soon as it pops up. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a professional website helps you stand out online, it helps beat your competition, and it grows your business. Oh,